Welcome to Fire Engineering Podcasts, where each day you'll hear a variety of voices speaking on timely topics facing the American Fire Service. The best way to keep up with fire engineering is via our free daily e-newsletter. Learn more at fireengineering.com backslash e-newsletter. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another Fire Engineering Podcast, Networking for Success. I am your host, Dave McGlynn. And uh, the beauty of technology is that we're able to capture recordings of, uh, of people so that after they pass, we can still watch a video or listen to their voice somehow. And uh, the voice you just heard was the late, great Chief Bobby Holton. That was his promo that he had had for uh, March of 2020 as we entered into the uh, the show. Bobby had a couple different ones that he would have for the podcast, and as I was going through here, I saw that that was on there, and I thought, my show is dedicated to him, and I'm going to have him start the show. So, yeah, he's missed. It's it's a weird thing. You know, I, I, uh, I I'll say – for those that are listening, I, I'm going to have a couple people call in, and I, I was pretty particular on who I picked, and um, and there's a reason for it. I mean, a lot, you know, this this is what a lot of people don't understand is there were a lot of people who were really close to him, and a lot of people who knew him for the past 18 years through fire engineering, or or over 20 years, or or whatever, you know, especially uh, people that knew him in the fire service. His legacy is huge. It's he touched a lot of a lot of different uh, people in a way that, you know, we've just, it's weird. Um, there are people who knew him more than me and, and, and had better memories than I did, but I, I, I'll say that, you know, this platform, I have the podcast because of Bobby. You know, Bobby gave me this. He, he offered it to me. Um, I remember I was driving uh, to New Jersey one day to visit family, and uh, I had this idea of doing some kind of audio recording where I would talk to a bunch of different people uh, throughout the fire service that I would network with and see if I could record these. And uh, I called uh, Frank Viscuso and, and, and pitched the idea to him and asked him you know, if, if he thought it would be cool if it was like an audio book type deal. And he was like, yeah, it sounds really cool. And you know, you should try to do something like that. I think that's really neat. And after I got his blessing, I then took it to to, to Bobby, to Chief Holton. And uh, I sent him a text message, and I, I said, uh, you know, hey, I have this, this idea, and I would hope that it would be a great idea. I would like to know if you're free one day to, to pitch it to you. And he called me right after I texted him that. And I'm driving to Jersey, and he says, well, tell me about the idea. So I said, well, you know, I want to try to see if I can record some people. I want to try to interview some people and talk about networking and talk about, you know, people who have touched them and, and, and inspired them throughout their career. And and I think that we could record this and maybe make it like some kind of audio book or, 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 or just something. I just think that's the kind of information that needs to be captured. And he said, sounds like a great idea. He said, I got bone better for you. He said, I put you in touch with Pete Parochio. And he said, I'm going to have you do the, uh, at the time it was the blog talk radio. He said, and, and I want you to have your own show, and 
We'll call it networking with Dave McGlynn. And, and, the, and the reason why I chuckle is the funny thing is that if, if, if any of you knew, you know, or anybody that's listening knows me, even with Bobby Halton, as much as I would try to maintain a level of politics, uh, I've always been me, and, uh, and I, I always stick, stick to my convictions on things. So I said, that's cool, Chief. I appreciate it. I said, I think I'm going to change the name. <laughs> I said, I, I don't want it to be called Networking with Dave McGlynn. I said, but I appreciate it. He, you know, he saw things in a, in a different way than I saw things. And I appreciated that he wanted to use my name, but just oddly enough, I have this level of weird uh, modesty in the, self, in the sense that I don't think that I'm good enough sometimes, and I didn't think that I should have my name on the show. And it wasn't until about a year and a half ago when he really got on my ass about it that I added the with Dave McGlynn. I used to only be networking for success, and then I would just uh, say who my guest was going to be. And he said, you need to put your name on there. You need to have, you know, people need to know it's your show. I appreciate that. You know, it's uh, it's just weird uh, him not being here, I guess. You know, for, for me, I'm going to just – Share my my own story, and and then I'm gonna uh, call in or have my guests uh, join in. Um, you know, I never met him until 2015. I remember it. Uh, I remember uh, I was following Chief Lasky. Uh, I always knew who Chief Solka was because I you know grown up uh, a little bit uh, south of uh, city, <clears throat> and. Uh, I was following Chief Lasky, and, and he had presented out by where I live now in Pennsylvania in, in, in January of 15, and he said, hey, I'm going to be doing – me and Solka are going to be doing a thing down in West Virginia. You need to come, and, and Bobby Halton's going to be there. And I thought, okay. You know, I knew who he was. You know, I read the magazine, and, but I had never gone to FDIC prior uh, to, to meeting him uh, out of West Virginia. I never, I never seen him. I just knew who he was, and uh, – and I'm like, okay, you know, cool. And um, and then I remember registering for this West Virginia thing, and um, and the guy says, uh, he says, hey, he says, uh, what class do you want to take? And I said, well, yeah, I want to take uh, Fire Alarm Leadership, or no, I'm sorry, the uh, Company Officer Academy with, with Chief Lasky and with uh, and with um, <clears throat> uh, Chief Solka. And uh, and he said, yeah, that's awesome. He said, hey, Bobby Halton's going to be here too. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I heard that, you know. And, I'm like wow, you know, like it's kind of a big deal, I guess. So we go there, and um, and Bobby delivers "Duty, Honor, Country," uh, which is one of the things he wrote for Fire Engineering. And I had never been more inspired and proud of being part of the fire service than I was while he gave that speech. It was such a just re-energizer type of thing, if I could say it in that any any kind of other sense. Like that was just the, the way it really just sparked me, uh, re-energized me. Um, <clears throat> it just it really had me going, um, and I uh, I just uh, I I loved what it was that he was given. I loved the message that he was given. Um, I loved what he was talking about. Um, I, I loved everything about it. It just re reengaged me. Um, and, uh, you know, it really brought me into like, uh, knowing what I wanted to do next. 
And as the rest of the day went on, you know, uh, there was these back and forth jokes with him and and with Lasky and and with Solka and and uh, and I remember at the end of the day, uh, you know, he was doing his you know uh, uh, giving kisses and shaking hands and hugs and taking selfies and saying goodbye to everybody, and um and I I was like trying to catch his attention and I said hey you know I I want to write for your magazine one day I said and and I, and I, I would love to teach at FDIC. Um, and, uh, I, uh, you know, I, I just, um, I said, you know, I, I basically put myself out there and, and, and the funny thing, if anybody knew who Bobby Holton was, he, he, he was so gracious to everybody. I mean, he could have just been like, okay, kid, you know, or politically just been like, all right, yeah, you do that. You know, like he would with anybody. Um, but I, I didn't allow him to just be political to me, and I, I took advantage of his graciousness, and I literally followed him. He said, well, I got a plane to catch. He said, you know, here's my email. Send me an email. I said, okay, well, I'm going to follow you, and I walked him out of the convention center, and I started pitching these ideas of these things that um, I, I wanted to do and and, uh, and the things that I um, – you know, that I uh, – that I – what do you call it? Um, <clears throat> that I – Dreamed about and and all this and and he said sounds awesome and uh, you know write me something so I wrote him something that night uh, I went back to the hotel room after we were done uh, taking class and I wrote uh, this thing called Passion the Six Steps of the Double Edged Sword and I sent it to him on email and between flights he emailed me back and he said Dave I read it I love it he said I want you to put it on the the blog network. Um, and uh and you know and create an account on there and try to get everything squared away and uh i remember trying to create an account on there and it had like a trivia question about this fire and, and um and i had answered the question correctly and it still wasn't let me in and i remember i text his number uh that he gave me not assuming that he would text back but i just figured what the hell it's worth a shot and i text him and say hey chief it's dave mcglue we met at west virginia i'm trying to create the login for the blog blog network so i could submit that thing that we talked about and for some reason it's just not let me in and he said and he texted me right back and he said um i'm sorry that there's this issue i am going to get it taken care of for you please stand by and then he texted me back in like 15 minutes, and he was like, okay, try this. And then I, I was able to create the account and, and upload it. And then he reshared it on his social media stuff, and and it's just the kind of guy he was. Uh, you know, he he was so very gracious to a lot of people, and he was and he was very gracious to me, and I didn't deserve it. And I always thought that I, you know, of all the people that I get to meet, he's definitely one of them that. A lot of people wanted to be close to him, and they wanted to be in his circle. And he was gracious to everybody. He quite literally affected, you know, thirty-five thousand people annually, plus all the different places that he would go to teach uh, throughout the year, throughout the country. So you're talking easily like a hundred thousand firefighters were just listening to this guy on a regular basis, and that's a huge, huge reach and a huge stage. And for him to give any of us five minutes of his time, because he was a very busy man, he was, and he, a lot of people wanted a piece of him, is it, it, is five minutes worth a lifetime? And I'm going to go into more because I'm going to, if I seem like I'm kind of all over the place, it's because truly in a short uh, time, the you know, like I say, eight years or so that I've gotten that I got to know him, the things that he did for me. And the people that he introduced me to that were able to then open more doors for me is just um, 
I'm never going to be able to pay the guy back, uh, and and I and I, I and I miss him um, dearly. So I'm going to bring um, my first guest on, uh, and we're going to we're going to uh, listen to him and, and talk with him about um, you know different things that uh, Bobby was able to do uh, for him and, and for all of us. So uh, I'm joined by by Joe Netter. So Joe, I appreciate you calling in tonight, brother, and and. Uh, being our first guest to to talk Thank about you. you know our 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 leader so um you know I'm gonna just give you the clear, floor brother? and have you dive into it what's that yeah have you have you hear me loud and clear I I hear you perfectly brother okay great so I'm honored to be asked and uh, I was listening to what you were just saying about Bobby and it, it's it's touching and it's very sentimental very very sentimental for me. I, uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit, but jump in asking questions, please. And um, I, I guess my my journey with Bobby began without personally meeting him in that I've been going to FDIC for 25 years. This will be my 26th this year. And my mentor, a guy named Jack Peltier, told me the first year I went, you got to go listen to this guy at the opening ceremonies. And I did. And I went pretty much every year after that to listen to him. And he inspired me. I mean, it was like I'd, I'd hear him up there talking, and it, it just, you'd, you'd feel it. You, you would go, oh, my God, it's like, wow, listen to what he's saying. I, I get it. I believe. Oh, my God, why aren't other people telling me this? And he really motivated me. So... You know, I kind of went along, and, you know, I'm, I'm a little-town fireman type thing, as I always say, and you guys tell me, no, you're not, no, you're not, but I am. And I um, can't remember if it was 2008, I think it was 2009, uh, I was reading an article in Fire Engineering, and it was talking about volunteers and recruiting them and how it was difficult. It might have even been in one of his editorials. I really can't remember, Dave. So I had just out of off the cuff written this article to myself called Recruitment Plus Training Equals Retention in the Volunteers. So I said, what the hell? And I texted him or emailed him, excuse me, I emailed him. And I said, would it be possible to talk? He calls me back. And I yeah. answered the phone, Joe, this is Bobby Halton. Chief, really? <laughs> this is you? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, tell me about it. So I told him my feelings, and he then said to me, uh, he said, do you, can you write something up? I said, I already got it. Send it to me. So I did. And, and Dave, I swear to God, it wasn't 15 minutes later, he calls me up and says, I love it. What I want you to do is send it over to me, but copy Diane. And we all know Diane Rothschild and, uh, uh-huh. from the magazine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, God bless her. So, yep. so next thing I know, I'm getting a note back from Diane. They edit out, you know, because I'm a lousy speller and all that nonsense. But uh, <laughs> uh, Yeah, Diane gets her hands on it. It really yeah, makes you, know you start, I mean. start thinking, how, how dumb am I? <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. And next thing I know, she calls me up and says, okay, we're going to run this in whatever issue it was. And uh, uh, and I was thrilled. 
So after it ran, I picked up the phone and called Bobby. And I didn't think he'd remember me. He did. And I said, Chief, I want to thank you. But I also, I'd, I'd love to meet you someday, you know. Uh, do you ever come up to Massachusetts? Well, Joe, I'm going to be up there, and he told, I think it was June of, of the next, whatever, coming up. And he says, would you like to get together? I said, sure. He goes, well, I'm meeting Brada and all this bit. He was going into the Boston Fire and all. How about, how about the night of whatever the date was? Done. Walked. So I got it all planned out. And what I'm going to tell you is the God's honest truth, and anyone who's a firefighter is probably going to sit back and laugh and say, I would have done the same thing. I'm sitting here getting ready to, to head into town. It's about an hour away. And, and we're under something we never are under, a tornado warning. Not a watch, a warning. Coming, coming right at us type thing. And I said to Jen, what is Bobby Halton? Okay, here's what you're going to do. I brought it downstairs. This is where you're going to bring the kids. This is where you're going to stay. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I'll be back later. I got in the car and drove to Boston. <laughs> and the tornado actually went through our community. Did not touch my house, thank God. But yeah, um, God. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I just was like, I'm getting to meet Bobby Halton. Right. Hey, so we had it's nothing for nothing. He was living in Oklahoma, so that was the right guy to meet. He would have been able to tell you what you needed to do, you know? <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly. That's exactly. So then he, we're having dinner. We're talking about different things, and uh, and I'm sharing my, if you will, um, my knowledge or thoughts on the volunteer fire service and things. So he, he just says to me, just out of the clear blue, why haven't you ever – not would you, why haven't you ever submitted – a, uh, an application or a program to speak at the FDIC. And, and on, I kind of was taken back again, thinking I'm a small-town kid. And I said that, and he goes, come up with something and submit it. You never know what can happen. At the time, I was very, very big into RIT, and I was doing some unique things with rapid intervention props. So I, I, I can't remember the name of the class, but it was, it was 2010. And uh, uh, for, for the 2010 uh, show, and it was something to do with rapid intervention props, and that was my first year, and I've I've taught there every year since, and, and it's the it's the biggest honor in the world. So, mm-hmm. you know, like everybody, how how different. Oh, I got to say one more thing about that dinner for if we got the time. I gotta tell you one more yeah, thing yeah, go about ahead. the dinner. Yeah, yeah, about the uh, the dinner in Boston. So we all know Bobby was was conservative in his politics, and that's not saying anything terrible. So we were walking from the hotel over to the restaurant, and uh, the, the hotel had this giant garage door, and it must have. I always thought it was for the trash. Well, it was for the um, was it was for the rich and famous to go in, so they didn't have to go into the lobby. This big bus pulls up, and it stops. And I'm thinking to me to myself, oh, it's, a, it's a rock band, it's a rock band bus. And the door opens, and Sarah Palin gets out of the door. And Bobby, uh-huh. I'm go, that's Sarah Palin. <laughs> Before you can blink, he's running over and he's shaking her hand and he's talking with her. Joe, Joe, take our picture, take our picture. <laughs> 
That was Bobby. Yeah, that was yeah. Bobby. So, so I, I try to look him up at shows, but as everyone will tell you, he was very difficult to nail down at the show because he was always on the move. And he was always doing things behind the scenes for the betterment of the fire service. So I was out a few years ago, and I, I was with my buddy Bobby, uh, excuse me, Tom Hogan, Tommy Hogan, and we're walking down the hall, and it was pre pre-opening uh, ceremonies. And I see Bobby going the other way, right in front of me. So I kind of yell out, Bobby, Bobby. And he turns around. And I said, Smith, Joe Netter. And he stops and he comes over and he chit-chats with me. And, um, and I said, Chief, let me ask you a question. I got another idea for an article. Uh, not an article, excuse me. For a submittal for the following year. Would you think Managing risk in the volunteer fire service might be something you would be interested in. And he looks at me. That's a great idea. Submit it. Let's see where it goes. Dave, I swear to God. He, he says, i got to go. I'm with these guys. We're, we're late for a meeting. No problems. See you, Chief. He turns around. He didn't walk 30 feet. He stops, turns around, looks at me and says, hey, Joe, runs back to me. And says, "Would you write a book for us on that on that subject?" This is the God's truth. Now, yeah. the guys who know me, I had already written a book for Rapid Intervention for a different publisher, and after that was over, it was a lot of work. I told every one of my friends, "I will never write another book again." Bobby says, "Would you write a book for us?" You couldn't count the five because it was Bobby Holt, and I said, "Sure, I can do that." <laughs> And that led to me writing, you know, I went through the process, submittals and all that bit, but uh, that led to my book being published by Fire Fire Engineering Books. And, 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 and that was Bobby. He was always thinking, always thinking ahead. Uh, he, he was brilliant. The other thing people don't know about him is, or me, is he was a big fan, if you can use the right word, of George Washington and our American history and our Revolutionary War period, and so am I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we used to uh, we used to by text or something swap things about. Bobby, I just read this book. Da 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 da. Washington, have you seen it? No, send me more information. Any good? And this would go back and forth. Um, and and it, it, you know he, uh, he he was just he was he was. I, I still can't. I, He's beyond words, Dave. I, I, I still can't get over I, I Every time I read one of his uh, um, editorials, after I'd make notes, finish the editorial, turn around on the computer and start looking up, where did he get this quote? Where did he get that quote? Who's this guy? Who's that guy? Bobby was brilliant. His, his, he, he, he was beyond description in his knowledge of so many different things. It's He's right. irreplaceable, dude. He's he's irreplaceable. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he was like a and walking sure Google. You... I mean, the guy, the guy, you 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 know, you had to know. He listened. That, that's the thing. You didn't have to. He was such a gracious person that he talked to yeah. everybody and any and anybody in the fire service. You know, all walks of yeah. life. Uh, yeah. he, he, you know, if you, if you recognized him and appreciated what it was that he was, that he appreciated, then he took time to, to, to have a conversation with you. But if, if you did, 
engage, uh, you know, like when I was up at West Point, I mean, Bobby would he would throw things at me when we would have conversations because he knew I was at West Point that I didn't even know. Like he's <laughs> dropping history facts on me, and I'm like, oh shit, you know, like I better I better learn what the hell this guy's talking about. I yeah. work at the place. I'm embarrassed right now. <laughs> you know, he would, he'd be like, oh, you know, it's real, it's interesting, Dave. You know, did you know? And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I do that, Chief. You know, and like hopefully he's not setting me up because I don't know what he's saying, but I don't want to sound like a fool. <laughs> you know? he, he's incredible. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely incredible like that. But he, he, um, but he also was a good resource. I had a problem one time. I was working with a department um, with us. He didn't work out, but uh, he was a really nice guy. And he was a, um, he was just back from. He was a combat marine, just back. And I was trying to motivate him. And but. I, I was kind of scared because he had that thousand mile stare, if you know what I mean. And I, I, I didn't want to say something to push him, and and, and I, I forgive the lack of words, set him off, if you know what I mean, put him into a dark place. Sure. So I didn't know what to do. I I, I called Bobby and uh, explained it to him. And in, in much greater depth than I am, and I and I uh, on the phone that I could, I would not now. And he said to me, "Bing, okay, Joe, grab a pencil. What do you need, Chief? Write this number down. You know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, or whatever it was. Yeah. And he told me the guy's name. I don't want to say it here. And you call, and, and the guy is a uh, ex Navy SEAL." I guess he's not an ex. He's not an active Navy SEAL because once you're in, you're never out with the SEALs that I've met. You call him up. You tell him I told you to call him. I call him right away. Bobby told you? No problem. Tell me your problem. That's what I'm saying. But, you know, he's a Marine. You're you're a SEAL. No, we're all the same in that in this regard. Here's what you got to do. And he told me, one, two, whatever it was, he told me what to do. And I did it, and it worked. And... um and my chief said to me at the time, how did you know what to do? And I said, Bobby Halton. And it was, because if I didn't have Bobby as that resource, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. True. It's, I swear to God, it's a true story. I know. I and, believe you. He, that's the thing is he, he knew, he knew everybody, you know, like you yeah. said, he was a good resource. You know, I think that's why, I think that's why he really, he, he liked, because <clears throat> he used to tell me all the time about, you know the show, and 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 he liked me to keep the name networking in the show. And he was all about that. It was, it was what everything yeah. was about. It was about networking with yeah. others and and talking to others. And so I, I that yeah. doesn't surprise me at all that he knew that. No, no, just everything about him. It was another time I've gotten involved in a program called Detect Together. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's teaching us as firefighters about early cancer detection instead of waiting till we get it. And I, I got a, I, I knew the people who had founded it. And it was local to Massachusetts at the time. And they, they called me up and said, you know, we'd like you to get involved um, and, and kind of help us on how to get this thing going into the fire service a little further. So I, I went and I had a meeting with them. And I listened to what they, and I was very impressed with what they've done and what they were trying to do. It was, it's a great, it really is. And anyone out there, detecttogether.org, look it up, look it up. It might save your life. 
And so I said, let me think about this. What did I do? I came home, and I picked up the phone, 1-800-CALL-BOBBY. And I explained it to him, and he said to me, okay, have them call me. And he did. They did. And he opened doors for them. And now the program is, they, you know, they, they've got the people, they've done FDNY, they've done Boston, they're, they're involved in so many other big, giant fire departments, plus a bunch of little ones. They, they're networking like crazy. They go to the FDIC. And, again, it's all because of that phone call to Bobby. Would you just talk with them and if you can, help them? And all he cared, I shouldn't say all he cared about, but what he really cared about was the fire service and us. And, and it showed. And it showed. Yeah, so, yeah you're right. I, I, it, it absolutely yeah, showed. Yeah. I, you know, I, I miss him. I miss him dearly. I truly do. I, I miss him beyond words. Uh, um, I, 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 it's going to be, it's going to be very different this year at the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we've all got to be there and be supportive of it because fire engineering and the FDIC was his baby, and right. things change. But we've got to, for those of us who knew him and love him. We've got to make an extra effort to help this thing keep pushing forward in his memory. Right. I agree. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I agree with that. You're 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 100 percent right. Yeah. 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 I, I, I uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, I think the thing that um, you know, I kind of missed the shit out of him for a million reasons, but. Yeah. The thing that I'm not looking forward to is the thing that we got coming up soon. We're, we're going to be down at um, Winter Fire School, right? And, yeah. And uh, I know all these years that I've been, I've had him. Uh, you know, like I've known him, um, and obviously it's a, it's not as it's a short amount compared to everybody else. But anybody that Bobby would allow to be close to him, he wasn't intimately involved in your life, um, whether it was yeah. through just keeping tabs on social media or whatever. Uh, yeah. So, you know, he he knew he knew Chrissy, but he never met her. He knew who she was. He knew I had a Puerto Rican wife, and that she was from Brooklyn. And you know, yeah. and he he would he would joke he would joke about about that with me when he'd see me. And um and and I was and I remember I was telling you this uh, just the other day when we were talking on the phone. Yeah. You know, he had uh he had he had posted a video on uh on Instagram, and he was on his boat, and he was shirtless. And this was just recently. Yeah. I mean, it was just you know, it was like we were short, shortly before he passed. And uh, and yeah. Chrissy is looking over, watching the video, and she says, you know, oh, who's that? He's he's a good looking man. I said, that's Bobby Holton. She says, Bobby Holton. I said, yeah, she's he's a good looking man. So I text him and I said, my wife said you're a good looking man. Go put a shirt back on. And he texts me right back, you know, and he's like, oh, it's a funny thing about grandpas. We gotta try to stay in shape and blah, blah blah and he said you're a good looking man too don't worry about it and i'm like i guess yep. you know, yep. you're like 25 years older than me you look so much better you know <laughs> i know and janet used to say but, she'd see him and he was in great shape and janet would then say see th- that should be incentive for you to get in better shape <laughs> right right yeah go ahead i'm sorry no, I was just going to say, I, I was just a few years older than he was, so I was close in age, but uh, she was right. 
Yeah. Yeah. That part, FDIC is definitely going to be somber for everybody, but I just was, man. I was, I was really looking forward to having her meet him. Um, and uh, and yeah. it's just, you know, that, that's that's going to be weird, uh, you know, uh, just that part of when we get down there is, is uh, not seeing yeah. him because I was looking forward to seeing him. But, you I, know, it is what it so is. So many of us. So many of us were, Dave, so many of us. I, I said to myself when I saw he was speaking there, teaching there, was supposed to be, I was saying, wow, this would be great because as I was looking over the list of names, there were there was a group of us, if you will, FDICers, if you will, and but I figured I'd, I'd, I'd have more time face-to-face with them there, and I was yeah, very, very yeah, it, that's That's true. I was fortunate. Yeah. I got to teach with him at, at a conference in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Me, him, and Frank were all at the same one. It was Cuso. And, uh, and it was a lot more intimate. Uh, yeah. I mean, I got to hang with him, you know, the whole time. Yeah. And I got yeah. to hear him. I got to hear him talk shit, you know, which is not something that everybody was intimately able to get from him, you exactly. know, uh, because he was Unplugged. such a heroic Unplugged. personality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, so I got to sit back with him, and and I remember, you know, we were, I'm not going to say again anybody's name or anything, but we were sitting through uh, a class, and he said, he leans in and whispers in my ear, and he goes, I tell you right now, you ever teach like that at FDIC, it'll be your last damn time. I said, I got to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. so was, I got I got I got another story to share with you if we have time, okay? Go, go ahead. I got I got I'm I'm not I'm not rushing you. I want you to tell the story. I'm I'm just I'm I'm gonna bring Dave Mellon on right after you because I got him. He called okay. in too. I want him to I'll share some, some comments too. But no, no, Joe, Joe, I didn't mean that that way. I'm saying I'm just no, okay. telling right. you like so, we got we got more well, people to share some stories. So I want you to stay on when you're done. Okay. All right. Good. Thank you. I will. So we know that yeah. Bobby liked to joke around. Okay. He had a good sense of humor. Okay, and um, he was he was fun. He was fun to be with. So about a year ago, um, it was right after Christmas. You know, first week of November, uh, January. Phone rings about five thirty at night. To my cell, I see Bobby Halton. Pick it up. Hey, Chief, how you doing? What's going on? Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm good, Bobby. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so what, he said some stuff, you know, chit-chat for a moment, and then he says, look, it, I'm here with and He rattles off a bunch of names, and I'm, you know, I'm trying to absorb. I'm, uh, Anthony Castros was one of them, um, and he says, we're calling you tonight to tell you congratulations. You've been named the George D. Post Instructor of the Year awardee for 2022. Now, my chief had nominated me, and he had told me that about a week before that. Of course, I figured Bobby's being fun. Get out of here, I go. I don't, Bobby, come on, don't joke about something like this. No, no, Joe, it's real. Bobby, I'm sorry, I don't believe you. No, Joe, I'm telling you, you really, it's impossible, Bob. It, you must have all these other names of big names out there. And, and I hear Anthony in the background going, Joe, it's Anthony. No, it's true. It's true. And Bobby's laughing. You really don't believe us, do you? And I'm going, I don't know what to believe, but this is unbelievable. <laughs> so he, he, he kept me off for a few minutes because I was babbling away. And, uh, yeah. uh, you know, just like, 
are you sure? Are you sure? And they're all laughing. <laughs> and I, I think it was uh, um, was it Pat Kenny, the uh, the previous award winner. He was there, and they're all laughing. They're laughing hysterically, going, <laughs> "It's true." And it was funny because when I went to the show, and I got there early, I was running into all the guys. They're, all they could say was to when they would introduce me to someone that goes, he still doesn't believe he's being awarded the the honor this year. Ah, that was Bobby. That's too funny. That was, yeah, yeah. I got a great picture of him and I. And um, it, I saw you shared that when he passed. That is a beautiful yeah, picture. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a very special picture to me. No, mm-hmm. no, always will be. As it should be. But yeah. now, who did you say you have on? Dave Mellon. I have, yeah, Dave Mellon. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring him on. He's, you know, I, I, I like I said, I, uh, it's beautiful. It's, it's a month since he passed. You know, it was a month yesterday. Yeah. So a lot of guys have been able to do their, their, be able to pay him uh, respects and some yeah. homage, and that's yeah. beautiful. And yeah. I got that. So I want it because that's like I say, you know, for the listener, like there's, there's like two hundred of us, and you know, yeah. and then there's 35,000 attendees, you know, a lot of us yeah. had our own intimate relationship. So I wanted to be able to, to have people that didn't get to publicly say their, you know, their, what they wanted to about them. Uh, that's, that was the intent for today's show is like, you know, everybody, and, and everybody, I'm honored that you asked me. Who, yeah, Thank I, you for I'm honored you, 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 you can call uh, in, man, because it's, it's important. It's every, every one of us, you know, with the exception that I'm not knocking them, I'll tell a story toward the end. I don't want to take away from anybody, but every one of us were fortunate to have the opportunity to be out there and the opportunity yep. to know him. And if you got to know him, you knew him. You know, he was part That's of your right. life. I mean, he and he, but you know, he he was. I mean, he was part of your life. You know, and and uh, and that was that was special because. It wasn't just business as people would think. It was, you know, he was there was there was intimacy there. There was there was personality there, and 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 that's I think yeah. why it sucks so much. That's why we're gonna miss him. You know, it's not just like oh that guy that was the editor in chief is gone. Like no, it's like no, like he was a big deal. He was a big mentor. He was an inspiration, and it sucks. So I wanted that's, everybody that's that I exactly. asked to, to to call in to to do it to tell a story about him. You, you know, as you're talking, it's making me think of something and. And, and and it's it's this. A lot of people are saying there's never. Chris Bobby Halton was incredible, and and everyone's right. saying he he's ever he's irreplaceable. He is, but he isn't. And I'll tell you why he is. Bobby was um, many things, and one of the things, if you really truly knew the man, listened to the man, and loved the man, he mentored you. And uh-huh. and I like to think that he's trained us in his own way through his mentoring and listening and reading and everything, that there are now many more people who believed in Bobby, who might not be Bobby himself at a spur of the moment who can quote Plato or something, but there's a lot of us who got the message about Bobby from Bobby about caring and, and, and our service and the importance of it and what we do and how we stand out and all those wonderful things. So I like to think, that his his legacy will be you, me, and so many of us who truly love the man, and we have to carry on his mission. And I I I uh, I, I could not agree more. I I, I absolutely yeah. 
agree with that 100%. I think he yeah. he was the lead instructor. He was, you know, he he was teaching all of us who were instructors the educational methodology on a daily basis yeah. and how to be better people. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I agree. Oh, well, Joe, stay 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 on if you can, man. I uh I I'm going to bring Dave Mellon on and and if you're able to listen in or whatever or or you know, I I'd, uh, I'll listen as long I, as I, I can. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> if I do sign off, it's not intentional. It's not an insult, but uh, uh, no, but, I got you, man. Uh, I'd love to. I'd love to listen in on what Dave has to say. And yeah, um, and, and, thank and you so much. If I don't, go ahead. Sorry. No, <laughs> I, I wanted to say, so if much. I don't get to say goodbye to you before you get off, I wanted to tell you thank you for doing this tonight. Thank it you. means a lot, and I'm going to see you in a couple of weeks anyway. So yeah, looking forward stay, to stay very bound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, brother. All right. Thanks, thank you. You bet. Yeah. All right, Dave, you, you, you on? Yeah, I'm on, buddy. How you doing? Yeah, there he is. All right. My brother, Dave Mellon. Uh, can can you hear you, me okay? You know what the gist of the show is. Yeah, I hear you perfect, man. You know what the gist of the show is. So, I mean, just, you know, anything that's on your mind you want to talk about, I, just, I wanted to give him, you know, uh, just I wanted to call some people and have them help. Their their story about his importance and and whatnot. So if you didn't mind, you know, go ahead and take it for it, brother. Yeah. So the, you know, I was thinking about this after you asked me, and, and I thought of two stories uh, that just kind of show the type of person that Bobby was and the type of relationship that I had, uh, which was not unique. Uh, when I first got into writing. Uh, for quite a few years, and, and I really had a knack for uh, wanting to write, and so my wife had pushed me to write some articles, and she said, well, just put them out here. And so I had these uh, articles in this folder for like eight months, and I hadn't done anything with them. And so finally, she said, well, did you ever send those out? And I said, no, I didn't. And she said, you need to send those. And I said, okay, fine, fine, fine. So I, I cold called or cold emailed Bobby, and I said, you know, Chief Paulson, my name's Dave Mellon. I know you don't know me. Writing, and uh, I was wondering if you would mind looking at these articles and let me know what you think. And so I send this email, and I don't get anything back. And I thought, okay, well, they sucked, and he didn't want to read it. And so I'm sitting at work one day, and all of a sudden my phone beeps, and I look, and I have an email back from Bobby Halton. And I thought, holy crap, Bobby Halton emailed me back. Said, they must have been great. You must love them. So I open it up, and he goes, Dear Dave, these are the worst articles I've ever read in my entire life. And I thought, Holy crap. He, he hates them. Oh, my God. Right? I'm so sorry. And so it's, I, just, I yeah, know and, how that feels. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, Listen, I, you know, I'm in my uh, mid 30s, I was in my uh, late 20s at the time. And I, I, I felt as close as you could feel to the people on the Great Depression that were jumping out the windows in the buildings when they found out that all their money was gone. Right. Yeah. So I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm completely, you know, never. So I forwarded it to my wife and I said, my life as a writer is never going to be published. I suck. And she calls me. She goes, you didn't even read the whole email, you dumbass. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, read the rest of the email. So I open it back up, and like four lines down, he puts in there, we're going to send this over to the editor. We'll see what we can do. They can usually clean stuff up. And so uh, that's where I met Peter, uh, Peter P. 
And uh, he emailed me back a couple <laughs> weeks later, and he says, hey, you know, we cleaned it up. And I said, listen, i got to be honest with you, you know, Chief Holton said that he hated it. And he goes, ah, he tells everybody that just so they don't get a big head. That would have been useful information to know beforehand. Right. <laughs> so so that was my introduction to Chief Holton as a, you know, to, to start that relationship. So the, the next thing is that uh, in a weird twist, the first article that I had published online with Fire Engineering was on January 9th of next year, which was my birthday. And so I didn't pick that day. They just, they gave it to me. They said, hey, your article's going to go live on January 10th. And I thought, well, you know, kind of serendipitous, okay. And so that next year I put in for FDIC and I got accepted. And so I showed up to FDIC. I didn't know anybody. And uh, when I walked up, uh, I saw Bobby sitting in the speaker room. So I walked up and thanked him. And, and uh, he said, no, Dave, you know, the pleasure's all mine. I'm glad you're here. And I thought, oh, that's nice. You know, he says this to everybody. And he goes, hey, let me ask you a question. How's your two new boys, your, your young boys? Yep. And I said, oh, they're, they're great. And, and I said, how did you know that I had kids? And he goes, you think I'd bring you here and tell me anything about you? I said, okay, well, right. you know, well taken. And so over the years, he, you know, every time I saw him, he would ask me how my kids were. He'd ask me how my wife was. I'd ask him how his family was. He'd tell me about his kids. And even though our interactions were brief, uh, he just, he always made you feel like you were the biggest person in the world and that you were the most important person. And, uh, and that always meant a lot to me. So the, the next story is fast forward to about three months ago, four months ago. Uh, my youngest son, Leo, had a baseball tournament in Oklahoma, and it was just outside of Tulsa. And so we showed up, and I had sent him a text. I said, hey, I'm in Tulsa. I know you're probably busy, but if you want to grab a or whatever, come in. And uh, we can go grab a bite eat. And so I didn't hear anything from him. He finally texted me back on the last day. We were there for two days. And he texted me back on the last day. He said, hey, we're really good. What's up going on? I said, hey, no big deal. Uh, you know, I appreciate it. You know, maybe I can catch up with you next time. And he goes, these damn phones had sent a message before I was done typing. If you want to meet us over at this house, here's the address. You can come over around 1 o'clock. I thought, okay, cool. You know, I can go meet uh, Bobby and hang out. And uh, the kids can meet him. The wife can meet him. So he kept he kept texting me the whole day saying, hey, I got to push it back. Hey, I got to push it back. And so finally I told my wife, I said, hey, you know, it's getting late. we got a five-hour drive home. I said, I'll catch up with them another time. Let's just head out of town. And my wife turned to me and she goes, David, you've always wanted us to meet him. You've always wanted to interview him. Let's just go over to the house and, and just wait it out. So we went to, you know, ten different places. Hell, we even went and looked at a pet shop and looked at dogs. I wasn't adopting a dog in Oklahoma, but we were just trying <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, but you're looking time. for a way to kill some time. Yeah, got it. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, we had a good time. We had lunch, and we went and did all this stuff for the family. And so, anyway, long story short, he texted me. He said, hey, we're finally in the house. Marcia's with me. Come over. Uh, so we show up, and we spend, I don't know, hour and a half, two hours, and we're talking. And he was great. I mean, he was great with the kids. He was great with my wife. He was so kind. I got to meet his wife. And the, the cool part was is I got to see him outside of the FBIC. He was just a guy working on a house, right? And so I thought to myself, you know, I'm really glad that I get this opportunity. And I'm glad that, uh, you know, things 
personal account that I was going to come and see him. And as I'm getting ready to leave, Dave, I got to ask you a huge favor. And I'm thinking, oh my God, Bobby's asking me a favor. Okay, yeah, you know, anything, Chief. What do you need? He goes, listen, I got to install this light on the ceiling. Will you come over here and hold it for me? <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> I thought, wait, wait a second, what? He goes, I need you to stand up on this ladder. I'm old and I don't want to fall. I said, okay. So here I am standing there putting this light up on the ceiling with Bobby and I. And, uh, you know, my wife clicked a couple pictures. But right before we left, uh, his wife, Marcia, said, hey, you know, we didn't get a picture together. Let's grab one. And so we did. And so looking back on it, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, not only did Bobby have a huge impact on my life, but I look back on that day that we were in uh, Oklahoma. I had one of the best days hanging out with my family that I've had in a And in a roundabout way, it was because of him. Um, mm-hmm. And probably his time management skills or lack thereof. And so, you know, to be able to sit there and hang out uh, and then spend time with him, it was great. And obviously, we lose it. But I'm really glad that I got to spend that time with him. And uh, yeah. the last part of that is that once I got home, uh, I didn't say anything more about it. You know, my. Um, after I found out, sorry, I'm going to try not to get emotional. So after I had uh, gotten home and, and after he passed away, I called my wife and I told her what happened. And I said, you know, I'm really glad that we got to hang out and see him. And she says, well, listen, I got to tell you this. She goes, I wasn't ever going to tell you this because you told me not to. But when we were at the house, she said, you were with the boys and we were in the backyard hanging out. Bobby had come back in and I was in the kitchen. And she thanked him for everything that he had done for me and for my family and fire service and all that. And he told her, you know, thank you for sharing your husband with us. And thank you for sharing uh, David with his, uh, you know, passion for teaching. And, and, you know, it's been a joy to get to know him. So it's just one of those things where it's like he was genuine to us as, you know, the fire service people. But he was even genuine right. to our family, to our wives, to our kids. Uh, you know, of course, that day, she told me that. So, you know, it was just, uh, you know, I never did get him on the hot seat. I was hoping that I would get him on there one day uh, yeah. to do the hot wing challenge at FDIC. But, yeah, he was just great, man. He was so good to where I'm at. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I, uh, <laughs> You know, I, I knew I knew that you had met up with him. You know, we had you know because we talked, but uh, just uh, it's such a beautiful thing, you know, that uh, you had that opportunity that you, you you know you were able to. That's what people like, you know, just for for the listener, like that's what people they don't. It was more than just the guy who was the editor in chief of Fire Engine. It was more than just the guy who does opening ceremonies at FDIC. He was very important, uh, and 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 we wanted to share him with our families. We wanted, you know what I mean? Like it was, uh, it sucks. Uh, I mean, I can't, like, I can't, I can't just, I can't, like, put my, my, you know, my finger on it. Just listen, man. Every human being is born with flaws. It's what makes us human beings. And, and and you know and and I would never ever try to glorify him. Plus, he would be pissed if I were to try to suggest that he was godlike. Um, but he was a really good mentor, um, and 
and he was very important. You know, his um, his approval was something that a lot of us who care, a lot of us uh, sought out. And and when you got it, it was really like you wanted to hold on to that approval. Like you were like, I got Bobby's approval. Just you know, it was like he was like dad like. He was like big brother like. He was like that chief that you always wanted, like, you know, and he was not perfect. And that's what I think made him so perfect was that he was still a human being, you know? Yeah. And that was, you know, you brought up the, the, the son-like and the father-like and the brother-like. You know, depending on your, your age compared to him, uh, he filled a lot of different roles. When I lost my dad 10 years ago, uh, it, it's funny because Aside from, uh, you know, a few people in my life, you know, I was more worried about what I posted on social media. If it was going to offend him, then I was worried about my chief or my wife or right. my mom. Right, right, <laughs> you know? right. I mean, I, I would sit there all the time and I'd be ready to post something and I would stop for a second and go, eh, maybe I should tone that back a little bit because I don't want to and so, you know, I told him that when I would see him, and he would laugh. He goes, "Ah, hey, just don't cut, just don't be a." a, a, a uh, so it, it, a lot of it was just like you said, the mutual respect. Um, you know, one of the funniest things from this last last FBI scene, uh, I was walking in the expo center, and he comes walking past me. And for those of you that don't know, vape a lot. And so I had my vape box with me, and, and so you know, I. I snuck a quick drag, and he walks past me, and he looks, and, and I thought, oh, God, Bobby just saw me take a drag on a vape. You know, hey, hey, uh, Bobby, I'm really sorry. I won't do it again. And he starts laughing. He goes, what do you got in that thing, like CBD? <laughs> and I said, no, I don't. And so little did I know, I found out later because I was telling somebody else the story. So he was a huge advocate for CBD and mental health. Uh-huh. You know, stuff, and stuff like that. And so, you know, he caught up with me later. He was actually on his way to sit in that uh, L.A. County electric fire truck. And so I got a couple pictures in right around him. But, yeah, he came up to me later and he goes, hey, listen, he goes, I'm not going to knock you for that. He said, there's people have worse habits. I said, all right, cool, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. So, like I said, it was just, it was so, it was so refreshing to have my father's figure that I knew uh, Even though our interactions were short and brief. All throughout the year, he would shoot me a text, you know, happy, uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, even on my birthday, he would text me. Uh, and so it was just nice. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, I, I, I say that to people, like, <clears throat> you know, he, he was, he, he cared and, and it was just, it was just strange, you know. Um, like I said, I, I felt he was so much bigger than what he allowed himself the accessibility wise to be. And it was always just a huge honor to, to, to get that text. And, and, and just to, cause I got Steve Hamilton on, I'm going to bring him on in a second, but I got to share. Cause you said about being afraid of what you post on, on Facebook. And, and, and I think, you know, this story, I, I, I swear, cause I always tell you everything. So I swear I told you this, but <clears throat> I remember one time I had got one of those spam texts from those people that uh, they'll text you your address and they'll say, oh, you know, we're, we're interested in buying, you know, a twice the value of market value of blah, blah, blah address. And through a Google search, through this spam crap, 
sorry. I worked last night, so I'm half tired. <laughs> um, they must have um, they must have found my uh, the, the, the my parents' uh, address from the house I grew up in in Jersey, and they text me this, and I screenshot it. I screenshotted my response and I texted back and let's say the woman's name was Nancy and uh and I'm like, Hi Nancy, you know, thank you so much for reaching out and I'm so interested and blah 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 before we dive into that I would just like you to do me a favor and go F yourself, but I spelled it out. And and uh <laughs> and I screenshotted it. Yeah. I screenshot it and I posted it on Facebook and I said, Here's how you deal with those spammers that text you to that they're interested in buying your house. And with no exaggeration, 20 minutes later, my phone rings, and it's Bobby. And I thought, oh, man, I'm cool. I'm strutting. You know, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the firehouse, and guys are in my office, and I'm like, oh, hold on a second. Bobby Halton's calling me, you know. <laughs> like I'm like thinking I'm cool, you know, not knowing what's coming in this conversation. And uh, I'm like, hey, Chief, how's it going? He's like, hey, Dave, how's it going? And I'm like, oh, it's going good. And this is when he was still on Facebook. He kept his professional profile on Facebook, but he had a personal one. Uh, and a he, few of us were really friends with him on there. Uh, and then he, he, you know, you know how Bobby was. He just he was very intimate about his politics, and 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 he he got off Facebook for a little bit. But um, but he was still on with his personal account. And uh, and he and he calls me and he says, um, he's like, how you doing? And I'm like, oh, good. You know, he sounds good so far. You know. And he's like, uh, hey, you on Facebook? And I'm like, yeah, Chief, you know, we're, we're friends on there. He's like, oh, he's like, you might want to check and see if your Facebook got hacked. And I'm like, oh, crap, okay. And he's like, yeah, he's like, because I saw this horrible post with with the F word and everything. And I thought, not my friend Dave McGlynn, not the instructor at FDIC who's written for fire engineering. He wouldn't post that. And I'm like, I got it. And he goes just like this, take it down. And I'm like, you got it, Chief. We do not conduct ourselves that way. You understand that, young man? And I'm like, I got it, Chief. And, and I felt like my dad was yelling at me. You know? I was like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, my God, you know. And, and, and Dave, you know me. Like, I'm, I'm like a hard-ass, full-on Jersey guy, and I was a child in that moment. I was like, yep, got it, Chief, no problem. You know, like, and from that moment on, I'm always like, I don't know, you know, like, I don't want to post that, you know, like I have times I want to laugh at something or, or even share it. I'm like, I'm not doing that. And that was the impact that he had. What was that? I didn't hear you. I, I was, I, no, I was just going to say, listen, I got to be 100% honest with you. That, that is hilarious. But if you would have said that to me, I would have been like, I'm going to go to my room for 20 minutes. I'm in time out. I'm sorry. I'll delete it. Like I would have felt <laughs> so guilty. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was a. <laughs> it was definitely a humbling moment, you know. But but uh, but that was just it. I mean, like you know, and 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 that's how I say to people, you know, uh, like Bobby Bobby held the standard, and, and that's the kind of stuff I meant. You know, fire engineering was, you know, that was his department name, and and us as instructors, we were a member of that department, and, and as such, it was his last name. So we were his kids, and we were, you know, and, and we wanted to. He didn't want his kids to make his good name look bad, and uh, and that was what the importance of the standard was. And uh, and I try to, you know, I try to say that to people. Like I always try to say, okay, Bobby, Bobby was a big believer in the standard, and nobody ever know, knows what I mean when I say that. And, I know there's a lot that know him longer than me and more intimate than me, but for me, that's my version. Uh, is he was a believer in the standard, and and he held us to it. Um, and if you didn't 
if you didn't abide by it, you know, you just you were you were no longer part of the family. <laughs> you know, and uh, and, yeah. and right, wrong, or indifferent, or mafiosa as it is as it may seem, it's just how it was. And I think that there's some merit to that, especially in the type of world we live in today. Is Bobby created a a standard, and it wasn't an invisible one. I mean, it was very visible, and you knew it, and you lived by it. No, hundred percent. And then the last, the last thing I'll say, real quick, is, you know, his his impact on all of us, the fire service, those who knew him, uh, you know, we're going to carry that, and we're going to continue on with with Kate Rhodes and uh, you know, with Diane, the working engineering, and and so, you know, even with me, I've been compiling quotes and I've been trying to integrate them into my slides for my presentation. Um, to keep bringing those, those Bobby and uh, you know the things that we love so much about him, uh, and, and so you know I think that's the true testament to him and his life. Uh, there are yeah, people I, I agree. who who we you know we've memorial we've memorialized um, because they had that impact. So uh, you know I'm I'm a, I'm at least happy for that that his, his name and his memory. Well, I agree. I think, you know, if, especially for young guys like you and I who are just coming into that, he gave us a shot, and we got to know him. And, and, and there's a lot of people that, that uh, you know, are going to come in after us that they didn't get to know. Him. And that's okay. There's always going to be other great ones, like, like Joe was saying before, and we're going to pass the torch and continue the legacy, and it's going to be somebody else. Uh, you know, that's a, that, that is how it's going to be. You know, and, and I'm looking forward to what we're going to be able to do with with, uh, with Chief Rhodes and, and the direction we're going to go in. But it's just it is. It is. I take great pride in knowing that I knew him and knowing that he knew me. I think that that was a you know I was very fortunate for that and and, and what what it is that we do and and you and I share in that because we're from a similar age of you know of of having that opportunity to be amongst giants and and he's the type of guy that gave us that opportunity. I am. All right, brother. I'm going to pull on uh, Steve Hamilton. I appreciate you calling in, Mel, and you know I love you, brother. And and uh, be safe. I know you're on the road, so be safe driving. And and uh, hopefully I see you soon, man. I love you too, brother. I love you, Steve, and everybody that's listening. Uh, thanks for taking time, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thank you, brother. Thanks. All right, Hammy. Last but not least, I saved I saved the best for last, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know about man. the best. So, so, yeah, yeah, no, but uh, I um, you, you know the the pulse of the show, and I, you know, I I'm fortunate I had Mel be able to call in, and, and um, and we had Joe Netter on before, and uh, yeah, I was listening. And I got to you. I've listened to the whole thing. I know. I, I appreciate you listening. In. So just uh, just let's just dive right into it, man. I mean, let's just we're sharing, you know, we're sharing. I'm dedicating the show to Bobby, and all of us, have, you know, the, so far we're all taught at FDIC, and we got to know him. So floor is yours. Yeah, my I, when I first met Bobby, um, I was at FDIC for the first time as an attendee, um, and and me and another guy from from my department were there um, and I was walking down the hall, you know, in between classes and he comes, he comes walking, walking towards me. 
and he didn't know me, and I had never met him in person, but we locked eyes with each other. Um, and you know me. Uh, I'm not really afraid to talk to anybody. <laughs> so um, I was like, hey, Chief Halton, um, Steve Hamilton, and he goes, Steve Hamilton, Steve Hamilton. I know that name. And I said, yeah, I said, uh, I have an article in the, in the pipeline to be, to be printed in September on, you know, violent scene response. He said, that's right. He said, that's right. I, he said, I love that. He says, it's a great, great article. I said, uh, well, thank you. I said, I, uh, I developed it from a class that, that I had been teaching at a, at an unnamed, uh, competitor. Um, I said, I, I, I kind of developed it from that and, and my, you know, training with the sheriff's department, looking at things that, from both sides of the fence and, and, and trying to, to create a common, common language and a common thought process. And he said, why don't you teach out here for us? And I went two or three days into the week. I'm like mesmerized already. I'm just like walking around with like shock at mm-hmm. where I'm at. You know, it was just, it was insane to me. Um, and I was like, well, I'll look into doing that. He said, you write up your submission and you email me when you, when, when you, when you send it in, let me know you sent it. I said, well, yes, sir. I, I absolutely will. And he handed me a card and I didn't think a lot of it. And it was like, wow, it's really nice, man. Super tall, way taller than I thought it was going to be. Um, but he I was like, wow, you know, that's guy. you're right. He is a tall guy. Um, and <laughs> I was like, that's the pretty cool. Um, because he had he had a reverence about him, and if if you've ever seen him at the show, he he's never alone. He he has an entourage, you know, and his entourage is is is, is meant like any other entourage. Okay, shake hands. We gotta go. You know, you got a place to be. You got five minutes, and 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 that kind of thing. And the 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 thought of it hit me later, like the gravity of it. This man who is spearheading and responsible with with a cachet of some some great people, um, responsible for this conference, largest fire conference in the world. At the time, it's boasting like thirty thousand attendees from fifty different countries. I mean, it's it's huge. It's 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 epic. And that he stopped and talked to me, and it was my first indoctrination to that personality. He, he stopped talking to anybody. Um, and it's uh, it's interesting because I don't know. Two months later, submission period opened up, and I sat down at the computer and typed up uh typed up what I wanted to do and I put it in for a four hour workshop. I also said, you know, threw in another one I could do as a class and I sent him an email. I said, you know, following your advice, I I submitted uh I submitted my proposal for, for FDIC. FDIC, thank you so much for for uh prompting me to do so and the opportunity and I greatly appreciate it. Um and I didn't get I didn't get an email back from him. I didn't get a great look forward to reading it or or anything like that. Um, the next correspondence I got was an email that said, "Hey, thanks, but no thanks." Um, and I was like, "Well, you know, I gave it a shot." 
And then I got an email an hour or so later that said, hey, congratulations, we picked your class for a workshop. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, and I sent him an email, like, almost immediately. I, I see that I got selected. So I, I, I'm, I'm awestruck. Thank you for the opportunity. And he, he sent me an email back, and he was like, you've been selected for a workshop the very first time you've ever taught out here. He said, that's unheard of. He said, and it speaks volumes to what you're talking about and how you articulated your proposal. And I have every expectation you're going to do great. And after that, um, it was just, it was awe. It, it, it was pure awe. Um, as you said, bump into a, each other at FDIC and it'd be like, hey, what are you working on? How's things on the job? How's things with the family? You know, he's like, how's Jenny? How's Grayson? You know, later when she was um, older and we were posting stuff about her on Facebook and he was very engaged, and it took me it took me a few years to to be like paid attention to my life, and he, and he's interested, um, like truly interested, and mm-hmm. he always he was always quick to be commendable, and, and not just to me to to anybody, to what you were speaking to your professionalism, your dedication to wanting to share knowledge mm-hmm. and you, you, you didn't even have to be right you could be just be right in your world and you, you you could be right in in what you're trying to to express to to a smaller group you know a, a rural volunteer fire department with a staff of five if you're lucky um programs designed to 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 capture that aspect it, you're doing great things. You're changing the fire service. And I'm like, you're changing the fire service by helping, you know, people have a platform like that. Um, you know, he, with, with Ricci, he had me come on and do a hump day. I'd never done a hump day before. Um, all of a sudden I'm getting all these opportunities to, push out the message and the information that I wanted to share. And behind the scenes, he, he, he was pulling a lot, a lot of the strings for that to happen. My DVD, um, it was just, he poured into people. And from a guy who's, you know, from a small department and not from a big major metropolitan department, or, you know, from, from an op tempo of, you know, burning two, three fires a day, I was just awestruck by it. And he was always so commendable to, you know, you're a cop and a firefighter. You do both. He said, it's great. I, you, he said, your phone has to be ringing off the hook. Every time I talk to him, he'd be like, your phone's got to be ringing off the hook. I'm surprised you even have time to talk to me. I was like, why? What do you mean? He's like, well, with the, the state of the world and everything that's going on right now, he said, you you, you got to be having people calling you up from all over wanting you to come in and speak. I was like, well, I, no, but, you know, I'm hopeful. If if you uh, if you hear something, let me know. Uh, <laughs> and 
it w- within a week or so, I'd be getting a phone call from him. Well, you know, I was talking to Bobby Halton, and, and, and he said I should really reach out to you. And I was like, wow, yeah. wow. You know, it was – he did – he went above and beyond to try to ensure your success in in pushing pushing out message and information, and and not much more than that. No, I agree. None of it just shocked you. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we, you know, yeah. I just, uh, I mean, I got, you know, you not saying this because you're on the phone. I, I, I say this whether I'm talking to you or not. You know, I, I, I owe uh, a lot to you. Um, you know, you've been great to me. And and to and 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 to making the connection with and the relationship that I have with Diane, you know, that's because of you. And so I appreciate that. And then I owe her because she's just the best. You know, I mean, if you once you get to know her, you, you know, she's the best, and you know it. Um, but I'll tell you, man, like, and you know, you know, like, like I was doing the book just just recently. And you know we didn't agree on on what I what I wanted to have in the book. He wanted to, me to do something different, and I and I stood my ground on it. And he never, and and we disagreed before selections came out for FDIC. Like I, I was for sure. I'm like I just told Bobby I'm not going to do that. I'm never coming back to FDIC. I remember I even called you stressing. I'm like you know I don't think I'm going to be able to come back this year. I think they're not going to have me. And and I told Richie the same thing. I was on a phone with Frank and a. And uh, and I'm stressing the hell out, you know, and and, uh, and I got picked, you know, and I part of it is obviously, you know, I'm always going to give the credit to Diane because, you know, because I know that she was in my corner, but he he was still Bobby, and if he wanted to be personal about it, he could have said no, but he didn't. He didn't take it personal, and to the point that I still talk to him about things opposite of that disagreement up until or literally right before he passed. And uh, I uh, I didn't I screenshotted the last um, not the last text message I ever had from him because the last text message I ever had from him was it was it was it was a little cryptic <clears throat> so I didn't put it on Facebook and and it was uh, just about me telling him about how Chrissy thought he was a good looking man and uh, and then he he had ended it with um, uh, his last text message ever to me. Uh, which was just cryptic uh, in the sense, and he didn't mean it that way. It's just it, it was because of how it panned out. It was just uh, that's what that's what's funny about us grandpas. If we ain't in the ground, then we need to try to look as good as we can, so people still think we look good. And I didn't post <laughs> that. I didn't screenshot that. Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah, just that could have been taken wrong, funny, but yeah, right. That's why I didn't. I didn't. I was like, I'm not putting this on uh, Facebook. So all I did was I just I shared the 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 last. Uh, text message about Thanksgiving to him and I, and I want to just bring that up as <clears throat> you said about you know he check on the family and everything like you know, Bobby was very personally involved and and you didn't always have to agree with him and that was a misconception and I think that that was the thing that Bobby wanted you to respect him and and his and the organization in which he was responsible for and he wanted you to feel honored that he gave you that opportunity to be a part of that organization, but he never wanted you to kiss his ass and lie to him. And I think that that's why I had the relationship I was able to have with him because I never did. I gave him the credit that he was due because I respected the hell out of who he was and what he accomplished, but I still was going to be me. Um, 
and multiple times. There were times where he and I would have private conversations, and and I would just I would I would still maintain, you know, I'm me, and this is how I feel, Chief, and I appreciate your advice. And he never ever turned his back on me, and he never did. And 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 the text I got back from him uh, when I said, you know, happy Thanksgiving, Chief. Love you. Thank you for everything, because I really meant that, you know. And and uh, he opened a lot of doors for me and gave me a lot of opportunities. And he texted back and said, uh, Happy Thanksgiving to you too, Dave. Take care of that beautiful family, you know. And um, this kind of guy he was. And whether that's like a you know a, a cliche political, you know, kind of like has these automatic replies that he should give. It doesn't matter because he, he, he could have just ghosted it and he didn't. He replied and and he gave me an intimate reply. And whether everybody else or, you know, thirty of us also got that same reply, it was important to me. And Bobby knew how to be personal in the moments that he needed to be personal with people. And it's one of the things I learned from him is that there's a way to captivate people. And Bobby had that way, and 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 I always I always admired it, and I've always and I'll and I always will. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna get it on the level he did, but I, I, I it is my goal to have the ability to captivate like Bobby did. And um and I do. Well, you know, I, if he could I, hear I, you know, right I, now, what he'd tell you is is you absolutely have the capability. Um, he he he'd cut you off and say stop that. Um, yeah, you absolutely have the capability. And yeah. you know I, he was a giant, and yeah, he he did a lot of great things for our service and beyond. I mean, not just FDIC, but the magazine. You know, one hundred and seventy thousand some odd subscriptions. You know, and and. Fire rescue, and we, you know, we started getting involved in 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 gems, and you know, uh, that EMS conference. It he 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 did a lot, and I think he's he's the type of guy that's going to tell you, okay, uh huh, yep, okay, you done crying? All right, mm-hmm. it's time to time to move on. It's mm-hmm. there is there will be another giant. And the the hope is that they do better than he did, and right. I truly right. believe that that's, that that would be his that's thought. That's the beauty. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, all day. You know, he you, you mentioned it. He he was very very strict um, about instructor conduct, appearance, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And and I remember, I remember, I I wore. I wore khakis and a golf shirt uh, <laughs> when I taught once, just once. Uh, yeah, and I bumped into him in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. I, I bumped into him in the hallway, and he's like, hey. He's like, how's it going? He's like, when do you teach? I said, well, I just finished. And he looked me <laughs> up and down, and he went, huh. You, he's like, did you? Did you go to the hotel and change? I was like, no. Nah. I just walked out of the classroom. He's like, huh. And he paused for a second. And he looked at me. Kind of gave that little that little crack grin that he had. Mm-hmm. He's like, so, how'd it go? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I looked myself up and down. I said, well, yeah, it went pretty good. I, you know, I got good, good feedback, and I, I thought it was a really good class, and and he was like, great. He's like, you know, keep doing what you're doing. 
He's like, <laughs> and remember, next, next year I'll be here with five suits, which is what you bring to every FDIC yeah, now. He said, remember, <laughs> he, he, he said, he, remember, <laughs> people are always looking at you. Yeah. And he yeah, just you were he nodded at me and he walked off and I went, there every, every year. <laughs> I went, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> and you, you're exactly right. I got a suit for every single day. And I every know. day that I pass him, every day that I passed him at FDIC, he'd always be like, he'd stick his hand out. He said, you are a sharp dressed looking man. Yeah. He's like, you look, he said, you, he said, I love it. Yeah. And we'd, we'd have our chat or he'd keep on walking. We'd pass each other later or whatever. Um, but that was my first, that was my first, uh, my first indoctrination into the, you know, dress apart and professional. Uh-huh. And, you know, I remember when you were, uh, when you were first teaching, I was like, yeah, yeah, bring a suit. You're like, suit. I'm not bringing a suit. I'm like, yes, you are. <laughs> I don't need no suit. And I was like, I yeah. need to wear a suit. Um, yeah. And it was just that and, and brand, brand loyalty. To, mm-hmm. to Penwell when it was Penwell and and then Clarion to the Mag to the to to the to the conference have have loyalty to the Brent because he did. Um, and you've taught a lot of places. Um, I've taught at a, at a lot of places. There is nothing in comparison, in my opinion, to teaching at FDIC and how well they treat the the instructors i i've never yeah. i've never I, had that level yeah i would agree i would and that's not to knock anybody i, I uh even even if i mean it, you're 100% right there uh you know i i i i try to explain that uh to some folks you know um like they're like oh do you get paid to teach out there and i'm like no they're like oh Oh, I can't believe that. You know, don't you charge other people? I said it's because of FDIC that I can charge other people. So uh, I'll take the trade. Like I get treated great, and all the opportunities that I get from having been there that week is worth it. Yeah, I tell people I get paid. They're like, "Do you get paid?" I'm like, "Absolutely." I get hotel covered for. I get my hotel covered for the for the week. I get my travel covered. I get to attend a conference at yeah, no I get cost to go to different to classes by the greatest instructors in in America. Yeah, I'm like alone. If I was going to pay for that out of pocket, would be several thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm getting paid, uh, and I'm getting yeah. paid in dividends all day. Yeah, um, all day. And yeah, I don't I don't disagree. It, it's it's sad. It saddens me that 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 he's not here. And and yeah, it, April's gonna be April's gonna be rough. It's gonna be um, weird. And just not besides him open the ceremony, you know, like listen, man, like well, like I, you know, because you're you know, like I'm there all week too, you know, and it's like even no matter how late. 
we would stay out Tuesday night. And I learned the hard way the first year I went out, and I never stay out late Tuesday anymore because I don't want to miss opening ceremonies. I just, you know, it's it's a nice show, it's a nice display, and and there's some of some of the guys, and I'm not going to say anybody's name. There's some of the guys that are like, yeah, I've seen it, you know, it's the same old day, blah, blah, whatever, bro, whatever, bro. For me, I need it at that point in my life when them when 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 you know. <sighs> The keynote, but when Bobby is up there yep. and he's doing his thing and he's standing there stoic and he's staring at the crowd and then he starts into the speech real calm and then he starts yelling at you, <laughs> you know, and uh, and it's just he's the Al Pacino you know, of the fire and, service. He is all day, yeah. you know. He he is, you know. No, I agree, you know, and and um and. And I know I am. I'm not even saying it's like I'm excited about what Rhodes is going to do. I think it's going to be awesome. It's just, you know, even Dave Rhodes would agree. Like <clears throat> Bobby just had this way, and it's not to talk. It's not to to, to downplay uh, Tom Brennan and 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 what he did for the magazine because he certainly brought it to 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 a you know a huge level. Uh, it's just. You know, Bobby, like I said, Bobby had this way of captivating, and it's the thing I admired, you know, the most about as as an instructor person. As a person, there's a number of things I admire about him, but but as an instructor, it's the thing I admire the most is he had this ability to just hold us in the palm of his hand, you know. Uh, and and there's not many people that are able to do that, you know. Uh, like Freddie Mercury was one of the few people, you know, he could just. Silence the crowd if he wanted them to be quiet, and 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 you know, there's few people that can truly captivate. You know, Dave Chappelle is another one. You know, and Bobby, in our business, was certainly the king of captivation. You know, he just knew how to do it, and um, and it's just it is. It's going to be strange in that aspect, and I just want to share one thing because I mean we're way into it, but I, I just wanted to say, well, two things, <laughs> uh, just. If, if anybody's listening they, and, and, they, and they're still listening or they paused it and they come back later, that, that I wanted to make sure I got this story out because it's funny. Uh, I didn't know how to go into the beginning part of the show, and then and luck have it, and that's why it's ironic. Is uh, Joe Netter had some technical difficulties getting on, and he had the call had dropped, and he thought that it was the wrong number, and so uh, I was kind of bouncing around and fumbling in, in, in how I was starting the show. And I wanted to start the show telling the story, which is ironic that it started that way. So uh, when I got the show, you and Frank were my first guests, and the show went perfect, right? And mm-hmm. uh, Clarion had just uh, bought Penwell, and the guy from England was uh, in in, uh, in Diane's office, and I went and visited her and Ginger in, in uh, Fairlawn. And, um, <clears throat> and Diane introduces him to me. I had no idea that he's the guy from Clarion, right? And Bobby is on the phone, like in in Diane's ear, and uh, yeah, he's this uh, this English fella, and he comes in and and he's you know he's, he's he introduces himself, and I said, "You ever been to FDIC?" And he says, "Well, no, no, I haven't." And I was like, "Oh, bro," I was like, "You don't even know what you're missing." I'm like, "Let me tell you something." I said, "You have no experience in the fire service," and he said, "No." And I said, I'm going to tell you right now. I said, you're going to you're going to hate the fact that you never experienced the fire service when you hear Bobby talk on Wednesday morning. I said, this is monumental. I said, this is is just it's it's life changing. 
I said, this is more than a fire service. This is we're about we're about connecting with people. We're about inspiring people. We're about changing people's lives. We're about reengaging people. We're about motivating people, inspiring people, and changing a culture of people so that they can be good people to the rest of the nation when the nation calls on us to help them. And he was like, you could just see this guy was like, oh my god, that's amazing, you know. And so he walks out, and I didn't know Bobby's on the phone. I had no idea who the guy was. Like I was just saying that because that's something I would say. You you've been around me long enough. Like I just I spew out passionate shit like that to people that don't understand what it is that we do because I want them to appreciate why I love it so much, you know. For um, sure. And uh, and anyway, so he walks out, and Ginger's like, you know, do you know who that was? And I'm like, no. She's like, that's the guy, like the, the the boss of Clarion, and and it wasn't like Frank Ritchie was duping you that time with Dave Polikoff. Oh, no, this is the real person. This is the real person. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this guy was the real person, you know. And um and uh and anyway, so so he you know he walks out, he does whatever he's going to do. He went with Eric, and, and he was doing whatever he's supposed to do. And so Diane says to me, I had Bobby in my ear, and he heard the whole thing he said, and he said he wants to be the guest on your next show. He said anything you need. Is yours now, <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I was like, I'm gonna put Bobby on the show. So luck have it, I go to start the show, and the the damn uh, soundboard switchboard isn't coming on, and I can't get Bobby to join the call. And I'm in oh, yeah, I remember panic that one. mode. Yeah, I'm in panic mode. And dude, I'll tell you, man, that guy, bro. You called me. This is his. <laughs> yeah, I was tough, dude. It was horrible. He texted me. What button do I push? I can't said, figure it out. It's not right. working. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, but he. And I was pulling it up on my was, computer, going, I remember. Oh, I know, you're gonna try I to can't log remember which one. It's Dashboard or Studio? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but he texted me while this was all going on, and I'm in like complete meltdown mode. And this is his platform and he didn't get mad at me he texts me and he goes hey pal i hear you you sound great you got this if you can't bring me on just drive it home you're doing great love you i swear to you and 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 i i uh i rescheduled the show and we redid it and this time bobby wanted to record it right and to, oh, i remember that one too to, and he never admitted it, but it was 100% his fault. Right? He, he, <laughs> he was the way he called in through Zoom. The audio was jacked up. Remember? And and I yeah. didn't want to barely tell him. hear anybody. I was, so, yeah. Yeah, I was so embarrassed to tell him that it got all jacked up that I I had Parochio scrub it and try to make it as best he could to, to clean it up as best he could. And we ended up making a show out of it, but it was horrible, horrible, horrible sound. And the best part is I'm sitting at FDIC, I'm in a class, and the guy uh, in the class is talking about the importance of being prepared, right? And Bobby is behind me, I had no idea, and he puts his arms around around my shoulders and like almost like a, like a, like a, a headlock around my head. And he whispers mm. in my ear, and he says, like, check in your audio equipment w- right before you record the editor-in-chief of the magazine. And then he kisses my head, and I turn, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit, hey, chief, sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. you know, like, like you know, that, and that was the thing about him, man. Like, he was, he was, 
he let you know when when you let him down, but he like I I'll say this. I know that people will accuse Bobby of being a grudge holder. I never experienced it. Maybe I was fortunate, maybe I was smart in how I how I conducted myself with him, but I know that I gave him more than enough reasons to be like I'm not dealing with this kid. And he never did. You know, to the point that where up until he he passed, I still had a great relationship with him. And and uh he gave me the show. You know, this was his idea to put put me on this and and I hate that I didn't get to re-record him. I'm getting emotional now cuz I swear to you I was going to have Champ on my uh my January show, which is this show. And uh and and Champ couldn't do it, right? And I was going to text Bobby and say Hey, let's redo the show that we were that we did, you know, four or five years ago that didn't come out so good. Let's redo that. And this time, you know, I love you, Chief, but I'm not giving you the option to, to record it. You're just going to call in, you know. Um, and uh, and I didn't get to, and that was my plan was to have him do the show in January. And uh, you know, just uh, at least listen. Even as sub- substandard as the re- as the recording came out, I, I have a recorded conversation that I had with him, and it was, in Bobby's word, it was interesting. It was an interesting conversation, uh, and uh, and uh, you know, I just uh, uh, I'm gonna miss the guy. I know so many people. I I, I keep saying it, you know, Frank and, and you both, you know, you guys and even PJ get, give me, give me shit for this, you know. You know, you know, you're on the same level. Stop, stop worrying about everybody else. Like, I just always feel like I'm, uh, like I'm not worthy. So I'll say this. I know there's some folks that knew him more than me. I know there's some folks that knew him more intimately than me. But I knew him, and my experience with him was important. And he was a very, he he was very, he, he shaped a lot of things that I'm doing. And he didn't have to, especially for me. He didn't have to, and he well, did. And- and, uh, and, and I'm going to miss the shit out of them. And and for me as well. And it, it, I think it's an. I'd be remiss if we didn't, uh, if we didn't cover it because it it it's the both of us. Um, you know when we went out there with the Army Training Network, right? The Army Fire and Emergency Services Training Network, and it was <clears throat> asking Bobby to do anything during FDIC is a monumental task. Um, it's it's like literally asking the president to divert from his itinerary, um, you know, for for an on the fly need. And you know, remember we asked him, you know, can, can you come by the room with with all the army guys in there when we're when we're doing our thing or whatever? Um, and he, yeah, sure, no problem. And I remember, <clears throat> and I'll leave, I'll leave the name out of it, but I remember somebody in the entourage going, wow. You know, you don't have time for that. And he's like, We're, we'll make time. He said, we absolutely have time. We'll figure it out. He said, we will right. be there. Um, and, you know, for 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 my chief, Chief Harper, and, and I know Chief Koontzen, uh at Campbell, um, they were very appreciative of the time of him coming to the room. But some other time that we had arranged for them to talk um, – extraordinarily appreciated to be able to to interact with him and he took great time and care to express his 
love and support for you know the armed services and wanting to know and understand more about you know army fire protection dod fire protection and and how we worked and and were structured and you know he he made it very clear look you know we'll if you guys want to have a presence out here you know it in in those friday afternoons when we have some space it's done you it, it'll be fine and whatever whatever we can do for you putting it in the mag or putting it in the in, in the show guide i mean we didn't pay for that we didn't get anything sponsored for that because you're not allowed to do that yeah. that yeah. that's huge that's 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 huge uh to be able they to put a lot of to have that they put a lot of faith faith in it and he put yeah. a lot of trust and, in you you know i mean he he, he trusted you that that, that 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 it was worth him and it, and i believe it was i i think you believe it was, it was. um it, yeah. it 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 is a big deal and uh he just had that way of of being able to communicate to you and the people around him on on their level of what was unique about them i i remember after the uh we had the FDIC after the uh, the Route 91 Harvest Festival shooting, the the Las Vegas shooting, um, mm-hmm. and I, shortly after that, he he had called me. Um, his son was there. His son was attending the concert and in the crowd when when the shots rang out, um, and he told me about it in detail over the phone, and we talked about it again the next FDIC. You know the. His, his son took some some significant heroic actions and in, in you know moving people to safety and you know jumping over stuff and trying to find a safe route where he could move you know a bunch of hunkered down people while the shots were still being fired and, and aided in some medical care. I mean he, he went into great detail discussing that with me and saying you know I want to talk to you more about this. He said. Uh, you know, it's it's a national problem for sure," he said. "But it's touched my family, and I I understand to a greater depth these incidents and circumstances when they touch your family. Um, I totally care about it. I think it's hugely important and a major topic. I look at it differently from from a, a, a victim standpoint. You know, from a family member standpoint." Because it touched my family, and thank God, it's, you know, his son wasn't injured or anything. But uh, that uh, he just had that way of, of, oh, well, you're from, pick a state, and he knew stuff about it, and 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 could relate to you, and you know, it it was just awe-inspiring. Um, his mind, his heart, you know, his care for for people, his care for for you as a first responder or his care for you just as a human being. Um, it, it spoke a lot to who he was. Very principle, principle-oriented principle man, very moral and ethical man. And if you, if you violated those, he'd let you know. Um, and if you acknowledged that you stepped in shit and, and you were, you were truly sorrowful for it, ah, shake it off and move on. Um, All right. I think those that think that, uh, you know, maybe he held a grudge or maybe he was, he was rigid about some things. Um, you know, he's a brand ambassador. He has to protect the brand. And, uh-huh. um, 
for me personally, given given me a shot um, at at a conference like that, if you tell me, hey, you, you you teach for us and nobody else, I'd say, okay, no problem. Um, I wouldn't have the opportunity to teach other places if it hadn't been for for FDIC. I wouldn't have those those opportunities. So I have zero problem um, with with having that brand loyalty and I think it speaks volumes to who he was as an ethical moral person standing behind his brand and wanting others associated with it to do the same and I understand if there's if there's differing opinions to it I understand it and I respect that being the position make sense yes I'm not taking sides I no I understand and respect it yeah I, I get it. You know. Yeah, I get it. Ah, <clears throat> uh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap her up. This is the longest one I did, and 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 and, and that's okay, cause uh, yeah, I'm glad it was. Uh, it's for him, and uh, whether the only people that listened to it tonight was was me and you and Melon, <laughs> and that or uh, I, I don't care. I, I wanted to do it. Uh, you know that it's just three of us there's so many more you know it's over a hundred thousand people we touched on an annual basis and you know there's like a hundred and ninety or two hundred of us that get to go to f d i c and um and 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 then there's gonna be great people that are gonna come in our lives and do great things, but I just felt like um me personally i didn't I didn't write for tommy. And and get to teach at FDIC when Tommy was there, you know. I know Eileen and I love her, and I knew who her father was, and I love him and her for what he did for us. But I but but I did get to work for Bobby, and and uh, you know it's like uh, you know it's like losing losing a brother, losing a father, losing a, a boss, losing a chief, losing somebody that was a part of your life that you cared about and. And I just was able this past month due to a reflection on everything that I wanted to do. There's so many people I can thank, but the stage, which I said, you know, when I posted the thing on Facebook, I said your stage because it was Bobby's stage, you know, to allow me and so many of us the opportunity to to share our message on his stage. Um a lot of us have had the opportunity and a lot of us blew it and never were able to get it back. And that's why if you're in, you you know, you know the importance of being welcomed back more than twice. <laughs> you know, yeah. Diane shirt, you know, uh, welcome to FDIC. This is your probably, probably your last year or whatever, you know, yep. <laughs> you know, I mean, and that's true. There's it's funny because it's true. Um, and uh, yeah, I just I keep saying it, but I, I'll tell you, man. Listen, uh, for me, in my profession, for me as a public speaker, for me as a father, as a husband, um, as a friend, as a brother, as a leader, he was important. Uh, he wasn't the only one that had an impact, but he had an impact, and it was a big impact. And I'm gonna miss him, and I and I and I'm and I'm always gonna remember him. Uh, cause it was a, 
it was a tight it was a tightly knit thing to get into and and if you if you were able to to be welcome back to continue to to maintain be a part of it that was the higher honor than just the fact that you were there and uh and 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 there's few of us that can say that and uh and I appreciate that and, I, and uh, I'm going to miss him I, I really am I'm going to miss the shit out of him and that's well, it you know well it's the simplicity of it is is it's crazy and it's glaring you want to honor the man the legacy his contribution give a shit about your job put forth effort realize that you're there to serve and do better tomorrow than you did today and if right. you can do that in his name um i i truly believe he'd he'd be elated just by that yeah, I agree. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, amen. Well, I appreciate right, well, you letting me have the opportunity to come on and share some share some memories. Yeah. Um, I appreciate. Thank appreciate you for that. You, I appreciate the hell out of you for everything, but I appreciate you being being part of it too. And you know, thanks for. Dave Mellon calling in and Joe Netter calling in and, and and so many others. There's so many other. They have a story that they have ones that are better than ours and 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 ones that are similar to ours and and uh, that's how important it was. So you know, for everybody listening, um, thank you. Continue to listen in. Like Steve said, like everybody said, you know, the, the, the importance is to carry on Bobby's legacy. That is his legacy. Is that we carry it on. Uh, he taught us how to captivate. He taught us the value of being personal, and he taught us the value of, uh, of of training the fire service for the future, so that we can progress into the ever evolving society that we that we're responsible for. And and, and he's going to be missed. And, uh, and that's it. And this is Dave McGlynn with Fire Engineering Podcast, Networking for Success, or as Bobby wanted me to call it, Networking with Dave McGlynn. God bless. Stay safe, and and thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Fire Engineering Talk Radio. 